Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. This episode has been a response to popular demand. I know a lot of you also struggle with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease where your own body attacks its thyroid. It seems to be that everyone and their mom has Hashimoto's these days, not to put that in your head if you don't have it, but I know that this is something that a lot of people can connect with, so I'm excited to bring you my own personal experience to hopefully alleviate some fear or allow somebody to look at it from a different perspective if you or somebody you know has it. Before I get into that, I do want to let you know that Food Freedom Evolution, my signature course, is being offered as a live group coaching program, probably the last time for the foreseeable future. It's typically just offered as a self-paced course. It is going to be run as a live group coaching program for eight weeks, beginning on the 18th of January. So if you want the details on that, make sure you hop on over to Instagram, send me a DM, just say ready. I'll give you all the details. Make sure that you are the right fit. And now let's get into today's episode. My journey with Hashimoto's began in 2018. I was diagnosed, I believe around May, after feeling very unwell for a couple months. And I couldn't quite figure out what was wrong. I felt like it was a slow decline. And the moment where I started to realize, okay, something isn't right here, I need to look into this, was it was, as I mentioned, springtime. And I was sitting in front of my closet on my bed thinking, I need to change my clothes over. But I could not muster the energy. It was as if my brain was not functioning properly and I had zero energy, which was very alarming because I'm 32 now, so I was around 29 then. Either way you slice it, far too young to be feeling that way. And, you know, my grandmothers are still kicking it and highly energized in their 90s. So not my future. Terrifying, to be quite honest, in that moment. So I went to a nurse practitioner that was recommended by a, a friend, and she ended up testing me for my thyroid antibodies. And those are my TPO, P as in Peter, TPO, and A, I believe it's called AB, but the two ones for your thyroid antibodies. And I don't know why exactly she tested for those because typically when you receive a thyroid test or a thyroid panel from a doctor, they're just going to run your TSH, your thyroid stimulating hormone. And mine was in the normal range, yet my antibodies were high. And this is not at all a dig on doctors because I don't I'm not a doctor, firstly, but from my perspective, the reason that they don't test for the antibodies is because they don't have a solution for it. So the treatment would still be the same. They don't have any medication that's going to stop your body from attacking its own thyroid. It's pretty much just a matter of damage control once the thyroid has been essentially destroyed as a result of your own body. So I'm fortunate up to this point that I do not have hypothyroidism, 
my numbers, my antibody numbers do still fluctuate. And I'll get into here in a little bit what I think that that is due to. But my initial reaction when I found out I had Hashimoto's was, quite frankly, I fucking spiraled. I got on Google, which is like lesson number one. You don't get on Google. And I started reading forums of the most intense fear-inducing stories of how people's lives were over, that they couldn't live a normal life. They either had hyperthyroidism, which can happen when you have Hashimoto's and your body is attacking its thyroid, then excess thyroid is thyroid hormone is released into the system, which can lead to that hyper thyroid feeling where you feel anxious. And then hypo is more of that depressive feeling where the systems in your body decline. So needless to say, my mind got the better of me. And this has happened with health stuff a couple times. And this was the first instance. So taught me a really good lesson, clearly one that I've had to learn a couple times, but I, there was a one specific moment where it had been probably three weeks since the diagnosis and everyone was saying, do the autoimmune paleo diet and remove gluten and da da da, do the whole 30. And I wasn't quite sold on those yet. So I was keeping an open mind. I had no idea what I was doing, but there was a particular moment where I felt so foggy brained that day. And it was really scary to me because I've never experienced a a type of depression before. And in that moment, that day, it was as though my mind was there. So I wasn't having, you know, doomsday thoughts or anything of that nature, but my brain, it felt like there was just mud. Someone had opened my brain and poured mud inside. So everything felt very flat. And that was really scary. I I felt physiologically flat, even though my brain was there. And so it was very, very confusing to me. And it scared the shit out of me. So I remember just sitting there crying my eyes out in my apartment that day. And after I cried it out, I just said, fuck this shit. I am done. I will not open Google and look at this one more time. I'm completely done. If this is, you know, if for some reason my future ends up to look like what these people have written on these forums, then I have to find a way to deal with it. I have to find a way to handle it. So it, it's not going to help me to sit here and commiserate with these people or have these thoughts put into my head. The only thing I can manage at this point is my response to it. And therein lies my choice. So that's what I did for a couple weeks. And it was the most bizarre experience because I remember maybe a week or two later, I had just gone to a CrossFit competition with some friends to cheer on some people I was not competing And I came back into my bed and I was still feeling a little blah. So I don't want to set the expectation that all of a sudden my life was sunshine and roses and unicorn farts. It wasn't like that. But I sat on my bed and all of a sudden it was like my body was just taken over with tingles in a really cool way, not in a scary way. It just felt like all of my cells and my nerves were firing again, like I was coming back online. In that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm back. I think I'm back. And in that instance, I mean, I have no idea of knowing, but 
the power of the mind was really demonstrated to me in that moment. And it was so damn cool. Now, have I gone gluten-free? I've experimented with that in terms of monitoring my antibody numbers because there were times I don't want to give the impression that then I just felt completely normal again. The challenging thing that I've realized with this is there were more pieces to the puzzle than just Hashimoto's because a couple months later, I tested my numbers again and I had put them into quote unquote remission. So my antibodies were now within the normal range. And I believe that's because I stopped pushing my body so hard. Could it have been gluten? I don't know. My lifestyle since then has been all over the place with moving and different stressors and quitting my job, going full-time in this one. And it's been really hard for me to pinpoint, is this stress-related? Is it gluten-related? As of now, I believe that it's stress-related. So I do currently eat gluten and it doesn't, from what I can tell, seem to impact my numbers either way. I know some people swear by eliminating gluten. I spoke to my doctor who is a DO and he definitely is evidence-based, but he's open-minded. And I said, you know, people say gluten-free, can I, should I try it? And he said, we don't currently know based on the evidence, but you're willing to try and see if that makes a difference for you, which I think is a great fucking answer. So I went with it and TBD, I'll update you guys if I gain more clarity. And of course, this is just N equals one. So this is not a scientific study that I'm not performing research by any means, but while research, hopefully uh, we have a more complete body of research to give us more answers on autoimmune diseases and Hashimoto's. In the meantime, I think we're all kind of experimenting a little bit. And as long as it's not actually harming us, both mentally, physically, or either or, then for me personally, I'm willing to experiment. So as I mentioned, I realized that once my numbers were in remission, I still didn't feel fully great. There was still something there. And that's when I started to wonder, huh, what is actually going on here? And I then dealt with a lot of health issues because I went back to CrossFit. I took a break for a couple months after I received the Hashimoto's diagnosis, went back, started working out again, not to the extent that I had, but I was just piling on a lot of personal stress, work stress, a lot of chaos. And then my health really fell apart again in 2019, the beginning of 2019. So All that to say that while I do think Hashimoto's contributed to me feeling unwell, I think it was actually more a symptom than a cause of me not feeling well and that there was a lot of other stuff that I had to deal with that I'm still dealing with, lingering things. And this brings me to where I believe it all started. I think this started with me, all of my health issues and particularly Hashimoto's, with training for a CrossFit competition in the fall of 2017. So if you recall, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's in the spring of 2018. I was training for a turkey challenge, which is a Thanksgiving CrossFit competition in Denver. And it was a team one. So fun. But I remember the feeling during those training workouts. They were so intense where And Julie, for those of you, I'm sure you know Julie Bauer, one of my good friends, Paleo MG, 
she described it perfectly where you feel hot, but freezing at the same time. It's just your body is tweaking out. And I pushed my body to that limit nearly every single practice. And I didn't have the capacity to recover. This is on top of building this business that I run full-time now, having my corporate job and trying to do this competition on top of probably already a body that was near breaking down anyway, after stressing it to the nines, having my eating stuff back in the day. I don't know that I ever really gave my body full time to recover from stress. So I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I started to see the fallout from that in the coming months. And the reason I say that is just, I had this intuitive feeling every night. I was just so revved up. I couldn't sleep. It felt like my nervous system was just teetering on freaking the fuck out. But I continued. And it wasn't coming from a place of abuse mentally. I wasn't being kind enough to my body 100%. I wasn't factoring, let's say, my body into the equation enough. I just had so much fun doing CrossFit. It was such a blast. I had so much fun training for it, even though it was so brutally painful. Loved the friends that I was working out with. It was just a really fun time. And I wasn't fully educated on the potential ramifications to my body. So that's just an aside for anyone listening that may or may not resonate with you. That's just a hunch that I have that it was just an overwhelm of stress on my body. And I believe that to this day to be my trigger. Now, there is something I want to cover when it comes to the spiral that I initially went on. I think based on my history with natural remedies and the natural health worlds that sometimes that can lead us astray. I don't know how many of you had tried to fix physical ailments purely using supplements or diet, but it's led me to some pretty frustrating and sad places, to be quite frank. And to this point, I think gluten and dairy and the autoimmune paleo diet, all these things, I think they clearly work very well for some people. But for me, it was something about that that just didn't sit well with me. And I think there's a limit to that stuff. And I also believe that the power and ability of our minds and just lifestyle overall stress, those two things are not factored into the equation when it comes to our health nearly, nearly enough. Everyone's so busy focusing on food and making sure that they're exercising probably too much for certain groups of people. Whereas we need to dial it back and come back into balance and focus on how much pressure we are putting on ourselves mentally and physically. Something I'm still very much working on is having a lot of compassion for myself when I can't do all the things. That's something that I prided myself on for a very long time. And that mindset definitely contributed to this hole that I found myself in. So in terms of my state of being with Hashimoto's now, I don't get my blood test done that often. I was doing it every three months. My doctor said, you know, hey, if you want to keep doing this, you're more than welcome to, but six months is fine. So I've been doing it every six months. I do notice that after I move, which if you follow me in my life whatsoever, you'll know that that's fairly frequently. I'm just kind of all over the place right now and trying to figure out where I want to land, mixing in some travel, 
I'll probably be doing some traveling again here soon. So it's difficult for me to assess, but I believe the trend I see is that when I have some type of a life change, my numbers go up, my antibody numbers. And once I settle into routine and I'm more chilled and calm, you know, stress less relatively, then my numbers tend to go into remission. And the gluten thing isn't a part of that. I do not take thyroid medication. As I mentioned, I am, I believe it's called euthyroid, where you have normal thyroid levels with Hashimoto's. That could, of course, change in the future, where if my Hashimoto's does not stay in remission or close to remission, then I could suffer the damage to my thyroid gland and eventually become hypothyroid. The reason this doesn't scare me is because I've educated myself, or rather rely and trust those who are super educated on the topic. And my doctor is one of those people. I would recommend that you find somebody who is knowledgeable and not just perpetuating all this fear about it like it's a death sentence. And I understand a lot of people can struggle with hypothyroidism. A lot of the women in my family actually do have an extended family and they lead completely normal lives because they take medication. And one of the things I think is not understood enough about the thyroid is it is essentially controlling all of our metabolic processes. And when people think metabolism, they just think weight. But it's your nails, it's your hair, it's your skin, it's digestion, it's your heartbeat. All of those processes are affected. So it would become fairly evident. And I know that weight is a big thing for people when it comes to hypothyroid. But once you correct that, once you correct for that with medication, then your metabolism should be functioning optimally, at least once you get your medication corrected. So of course, consult with your doctor on that one. I just have no, I would have zero shame if I needed to take thyroid medication. I don't think it's a a badge of honor to not take thyroid medication when every function, nearly every function in your body relies on it. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I would gladly take it to feel better. No doubt in my mind. And there's really no other way around it. So that's my two cents on taking medication. I know there's a lot of shame and more of the the natural health ancestral world about taking medication. And I say, do what you need to do. Present day, I really don't think about it. I think about managing my stress a lot, probably stress about that sometimes, which I understand is uh, quite the, the paradox I found myself in there. But it's the thing that I know triggers a lot of my stuff with my body, a lot of the insomnia that I dealt with, stress, a lot of the bloating and digestive issues, stress, my menstrual cycle when that becomes irregular, stress, Hashimoto's probably stress-related. So that is what I think about is just managing my stress, aka taking really good care of myself and not expecting so damn much from myself. Aside from that, Hashimoto's is not a topic of conversation for me ever. It exists so far back in my mind and I check up on it once every six months to take care of myself and see if my thyroid numbers have changed if potentially I'll need to go on medication in the future. Otherwise, I am living very comfortably with Hashimoto's. For everyone out there, if you feel scared or uncomfortable with it, 
I live a very, very normal life with it. And my advice to anyone who is newly diagnosed is don't go on the internet. Do not go on the internet. It will send you down a rabbit hole of fear. And that's all people do on the internet these days is they fear, they throw hate. You might find some helpful things, but it's going to give you a bazillion different things on how to radically change your lifestyle that may not actually help you. So I would trust your doctor, find a doctor firstly that you do trust. I'm lucky that I have one. It took some time for me to find one and also trust in your body. I leaned into, okay, these are my experiences with all these diets and, you know, natural supplement based protocols in the past. They haven't ever helped me. I think my mindset is what actually needs to be adjusted here. I think the way that I'm overall treating my body, my nervous system, overloading it is a problem and I need to address that and then relax into food and movement. I think one of the worst things we can do is add an additional layer of stress over whether we're staying away from every single thing that we may need to stay away from because a book told you so, but that may not be necessary. So I'm not judging anyone if you're listening to this and you've done, let's say, the autoimmune paleo diet and it's worked really well for you. I think that is so incredible and I'm really thrilled for you. For me, it was not the right thing. And I just want to open that doorway for someone. If you feel like that's your only option, I'm proof that it is not. I would also recommend that you trust in nature. This is a big one for me is I trust to a certain extent that if I treat my body well, if I give it the environment, the positive, healthy belief systems and talk in my brain, aka not being an asshole to myself, I believe that nature has a way of balancing itself out most of the time. And of course, there are illnesses like, hello, we're in a pandemic, where we do need help with outside sources. But I believe in the power of the body. So the more I take my hands off the wheel when it comes to my body, this applies to food, weight loss, relationship with food, all of these things have been incredibly healing and helpful for me that allows me to say, okay, I just need to give my body the right environment, the right tools. It wants to thrive. I'm going to trust in that. At the same time, it was really important and I recommend that you accept reality as it is. We tend to go in these fear spirals like I told you about in the beginning where we grip and control and fight reality and say, no, this can't be when at the end of the day, that doesn't change reality at all. All it does is add additional suffering to pain and suffering is a choice. Pain is not. The pain is, okay, I might be hypothyroid. I have Hashimoto's. This could mean that I feel differently in my body. I could feel all these different ramifications from it. I might have to take medication every day for the rest of my life. That is my reality. It's my choice to stay there and to suffer if I want to perceive this through a lens of why me. Something to definitely keep in mind that was a game changer for me. Reflect on your environment and lifestyle. And just ask yourself if it's conducive to your overall well-being. That includes relationships, your job, your hustle. Is your excessive workout routine, is that contributing to you feeling like crap? 
Perhaps you're just overloading your body. And manage your mindset. Our beliefs can help or can harm us if you feel like your body is doomed and it can be really troubling if you don't have that trusting relationship with your body, but just start to try that on just for even a minute. See how that would feel if you said, okay, what if I just started to trust my body? What if I said this will not control my life? This is something that happened, but it's not going to control my life. And take care of yourself, but live your life. This goes hand in hand with managing our mindset. I think we can take things, I certainly do, a little too far with healthism, where our entire lives can be focused on curating perfect health or perfect appearance. That's not in alignment with my value system. I want to feel well enough to go live my life, but I'm not here to micromanage my health to feel 100% all the time. It's just not realistic for me in today's environment and the way that I live my life. I'm probably going to feel 80 to 90% most of the time, and I'm fine with that. Don't identify with it, and don't talk about it all the time. This took me until that really dark day that I told you about where I felt depressed to close the book on this, and I said, I will not talk about it anymore. In my brain, this is just, it is what it is, and this is my new baseline, and I don't identify with it. This is just my life, and it's taken a back seat. So this is the end of the discussion. That was a game changer for me. We tend to want to stay in the story if we've identified with it. And then lastly, take those motherfucking meds if you need to, for real. I, I truly do not understand how people are ashamed to take medication when there is no other option for your body to get the resources that it needs so that your body doesn't shut down. I mean, it's beyond me. So it frustrates me that people feel ashamed of taking medication when they need to, when it comes to their thyroid. So I hope this was helpful. I know that I jumped around there a little bit, but there were a lot of pieces that were intertwined in terms of what I think caused it, the healing, then going back. It was not linear, but my mindset was without a doubt the most important piece of the puzzle, followed by managing my stress. I would love to hear your experiences with this. As I mentioned, I know so many of you have been diagnosed or know somebody who has been as well. So go ahead and hop on over to Instagram, say hello. And once again, reminder that the doors to the Food Freedom Evolution Group Coaching eight-week program are closing on the 17th. We start on the 18th of January. This is 2022. I'll see you guys in the next episode.